Kiora and welcome to, believe it or not, the Machinist Therapy Hotline. We don't make excuses, we just go, huh, hey, you know, we had a hiatus, it's okay, whatever. We're here and we've got almost, almost all of the MTH crew. Boomer, maybe, maybe he's coming later, who knows, he's, he's got a lot of shit going on, so, you know, you know how it is. But, what I better do, and without further ado, <gasps> Tony Klauser. I'm here wearing the green flannel. Looks, you look dapper as, bro. <laughs> and Johnny Rudolph. Hey, fellas, I got the red flannel. Uh, I got this for <laughs> Christmas, actually. Oh, shit. Jody, what uh, the fuck, man? Um, <laughs> Quick, me, go get a flannel. <laughs> Jody Tuckwell, uh, wearing a curtain. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. <laughs> Hey boys, so it has been a while. Um, we're not going to make excuses for it, as I said a, a minute ago. So let's just kick into what everyone's been doing. I feel like this year has been a busy year for everybody. And we've also, by my own eyeballs, looks like we've been doing a lot of family time stuff, which is so important when you're running a small business or managing a large, you know, part of a business or just mm -hmm. generally being and i've seen in awe that you two have been spending lots of time with your families which has been fantastic it has been you know i was going to ask you a quick question maybe you did some homework maybe not because i didn't but i was trying to figure out when was the last time we actually did a podcast i don't know <laughs> good answer <laughs> danny how about you <laughs> i don't know either uh, it seems know, like a long goddamn time ago. <laughs> all, all I know was that there was some, and respectfully, some really wonderful people making comments like, when are you going to do another podcast? Okay. Uh -huh. And there was one, there was like one dude that was doing like a countdown that says, four days till I have asked it about a comp podcast, five days since <laughs> I last asked about a podcast. I'm like, oh, well, fucking hell. And, and actually, <laughs> you know what? That's, that's really cool. And, 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 um, you know, let's immediately just thank everybody that has contacted all of us and say, hey, you know, when are you doing this podcast? We would like to hear from you. And um, hopefully us prattling on isn't going to be too boring, but it is what it is. Yeah, it, it was last, uh, last January, January 7th. Ah, oh, my God. Almost a year. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. You know what I know? Wow. I know that within that year, I have seen more memes and bullshit insta stuff than i've ever seen in my entire life because we've done you know i'm actually if i'm honest i'm almost sick of opening my instagram feed now because it's either yeah. just gonna be like it's just gonna be That's all it is it's the same shit as either kids getting hurt girls getting hurt someone else getting hurt morons doing stupid stuff and i'm like okay is this is the well, algorithm their algorithms telling me something here isn't it it's like what well, have i done you gotta wrong? say here's here's the deal there's two people that are going to send you something that's worth looking at and that's one myself and another danny because danny hardly ever sends anything but when he does it's pretty fucking good <laughs> yeah. and my shit's so Thank randomly you. wild that it's like where and jody will say where do you find this shit? And I go, I don't find it. <laughs> it finds me. But, before, but being that Danny just said that it's almost been a year since we did this podcast, this has become crazy with how fast time goes by because you've recently seen that I had a my neighbor across the street, his sidekick put that motor in my Dodge and get it running. 
And so when he got the motor and he got the car, he took it and he put it in and he had a few questions about, because we have another friend in common named Mark that rebuilt the motor. And he's like, well, do you know if Mark put a new cam in it or not? I go, I don't know. You could go ask him. He just did it like, you know, three years ago, I think. He went and saw Mark and he came back and he came, Tony, he did that 12 years ago. And you're <laughs> fucking kidding me. 12 years ago? That car's been sitting here and the motor's been on the stand for 12 years. I thought it was three. And I had no idea it's been a year since we did a podcast. Well, that's insane. Uh, there is, so it's almost four years since like the whole COVID thing started to kick off. That, to put things to put things into perspective, you know, you go, yeah. oh, <clears throat> shit, man. Like, because the whole COVID years just, it just sort of went, ah, oh, COVID started and you pop out the end and you go, oh, fuck, that was, that was almost four years ago. What the, what the fuck, man? Like, what is happening? You know, that, 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 that time was this weird bubble where, I don't know, I can't explain it. I, we're never going to, we're never going to get those time of our lives back, but, you know, it's, it's gone. And then I think that's the problem, Tony. You, you sort of look back now and you go, "Oh, that was only three years," but actually, you're missing you're missing that bubble. This this four year bubble or three and a half year bubble that just seems to have floated around. When you know, I, I recall the the, the the podcast when we started, and 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 you were going, "Oh my God, have you seen these guys in in China? They're falling over and their heads exploding and blah blah blah." And I was like, "Oh my God, uh, yeah. Why have they not? Why are they not like this? The the zombie apocalypse is coming, you know." And it wasn't quite, but it was as near as damn it. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. Wow. Well, anyway, that's hopefully behind us, and let's let's catch up. Let's 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 find out what everybody's doing. Jody, your fucking new building looks amazing. Uh, just walking into it when there was no machines in there looked you know fucking amazeballs so i mean tell us a little bit about that man i mean are you have, have you bought any i think you have it's so hard to keep up but have you bought any new akumas since last time we had a podcast you and akuma had some issues and i don't, i'm not sure if you bought any since then or if you guys worked shit out or you didn't even get a fucking calendar or maybe you got a calendar i don't know tell us about it okay one i did not get a calendar <laughs> <laughs> So, well, I didn't get a Sandvik calendar this year again either. Oh man, I tell you, things. Uh, everyone's tightening the belts everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, there's 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 costs and, and everything else. And you're right, Tony. I did have issues with Akuma. Uh, I think the last time we spoke, I don't really think that that situation has improved. However, what I've tried to do is take a step back and go, mm -hmm. okay, look, the the best thing for the business then is for me to not be interacting with the guys here for Akuma um, and uh, you know within the last two years I've employed a technical manager that's also I'm working alongside and um, g'day to Paul he often listens and I think you know I, I didn't tar him with any brush I just said right you got to rebuild this relationship you you go for that and you know leave I'll step out of the way just so that you know if we if you start in from scratch then that's probably the best place for one person, you know, to, to sort of, mm -hmm. to, to not take that hangover. And um, uh, I've got to say, it, ha it still hasn't really been great. And, and and that's, I think that's, you know, I can't, I now know I can't just shoulder the blame for, you know, my outward speaking and and, and everything. It's, there there are two parties involved here. And it's, it's a shame that it got a, kind of got to that because I still think Akuma's, you know, one of the best brands out there. Um, However, at the end of the day, you know, service and support is 
also king as well when you live in the middle of nowhere so you, mm-hmm. you you know if 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 the one one you know organization that you trust and know then starts to not not provide you with the sort of service that you think you should be getting then oh well that's just how it is right You're, you you know it's business is business and you've got to you got to make sure you're getting the best for the company that i work for you know i'm not a I'm not a business owner. I'm just, I run part of a business and I now got to just do the best I can for, for the company I'm currently working for. Yeah, no, I hear you. I don't know if you guys remember this year, right before I left for Florida, but I don't know that I, I don't even know that I posted about it to be honest with you, but I had somebody come in and work on one of my machines and it was a turret issue again on one of the old Akumas. And this guy was new to, working on Akumas and he had been working on the other X brand machines, but he came in prior a year ago and all of a sudden took the turret off and the big old fucking flange was broken. I mean, broken off a casting. So $4,000 later and about two weeks later, one came from Japan and they put it back together. And so then a year later, when we run a lot of brass on that machine, it gets bound up on this big piston seal as the turret goes back and forth brass can be gnarly. And so to make this a super short story, instead of pulling the turret off correctly, he was prying it off and he pried it off and he never took it off, put it on the table. He hung it from the sling over the door and started looking at stuff. Well, he had another guy with him. And this other guy he has with him is really anal. He talks a lot, but he's really good at what he does. So he said he wanted to put the fucking turret on the table because he's done it before with another older guy. And we found all kinds of shit wrong inside there, but there was pry marks on the new flange that I had just bought. And to make it a super short story, that guy got fucking fired. And this was like the day before I was getting ready to leave for vacation. And I said, why are there Primarchs on this brand new fucking flange that I just bought? And he didn't say anything. And the other guy that's really good that I, I, I have a relationship with, he said, I can't really answer that, Tony. Because I, I didn't do that. I said, all right. Well, I said, well, you're seeing what I'm seeing. And then I went and grabbed the old one from two years ago. I go, look, there's Primarchs on this one also. And anyway... Gossiger contacted me while I was on vacation and they told me that they were going to make this right and that no, I shouldn't have to deal with this shit. And when I got back from vacation, they had sent two of the top guys out with, you know, the computer, took everything apart, analyzed it, made a parts list, ordered it, sent it all there. Next day, read on them, put it all back together. No charge. That was impressive. I mean, and that was not me bitching about it. That was me with photos, facts, saying, I don't want to be this guy, but you guys need to know what the fuck's going on out here. And uh, no, they made it right, 100%. And that was, I was very happy. And the machine's been running since. Mm-hmm. And it's because somebody that was there, that cared, that took it apart and did it right, ordered the parts. Yeah, it was... It's a shitty deal to leave on vacation, but be interrupted two days into it. And I mean, I met people that was contacted to that were so high up while I was on vacation. I didn't meet them. I mean, I spoke to talk with them and they said, you don't need to worry about this. You know, that 2004 old ass vintage Akuma that you have in your shop will be like another showroom one just coming out when we're done with it. So just relax, chill and enjoy your vacation. And maybe mean to go off on a tangent there. You guys know I always do, but no, 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 no. I mean, and that's and that's great because because so Gossinger, uh, because they're a distributor, right? Yeah, West Coast. 
So well, they're back in Dayton too, but I mean, yeah, they're a lot of places, but yeah, they're the ones that handle us. You know, I've got, so I don't, I don't really have problems with the standard or, or quality of service in terms of technical service, like fixing the machinery. I think, I think the guys or guy in New Zealand is very, very good. Um, that in that sense, it's, it's the other part, it's the relationship, the, the, the one-on-one stuff that then becomes a problem, you know, egos get in the way. And I remember, you know, years back when Albert always said, there's no room for egos in the machine shop and there's not, yeah. and, you know, and, and that's, that's been, yeah, one of the biggest hurdles to try to overcome for us here. Well, that's very important because I mean, you know, the guy that I have a, a salesman, which is a friend of mine, the one yeah, I go do a lot of things with him other than just, you know, Akuma stuff, but then his boss, and they're the ones that, you know, gave us the deal on our new LT 2000. And, uh, I've been back to Dayton several times, you know, I've drank whiskey with the guy. I've had dinner with the guy. He's met Katie. I mean, the relationship is solid. He's called me personally or texted me, you know, on Christmas or what have you. And that's, I mean, I think that's huge. And it's like, Hey, you know, Tony wants this or, you know, Tony needs this you know, make it happen. And it's, like I said, I mean, the relationships that you have with people is, is what makes things happen. I think oh, it's, it's gotta be, you know, it's this guy, you know, he just sees what me and Katie are trying to do and, and, and it's taking care of us hugely. And, 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 and his co-partner also, which is my sales guys gone out of his way. And it's, mm. I mean, that, that's, that's super cool. Super huge. Anyway, Danny, I got a question for you. Hold on, so, hold on. I just want to reverse back. Just like you started. You started <laughs> we can talk like this for hours. Danny's sitting there looking at you. Well, that's okay. Danny sits there looking at it like that anyway. So like, so, what happened was Tony said, hey, Jody, you got a magically cool building, blah, 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 blah. How about Akuma? And then we went off on a tangent about Akuma. So I want to revert back to the new building, the new factory. Okay, okay. So yeah. I've got to say that actually the past year and a bit has been super stressful trying to still produce, you know, like have a high level of production whilst building a new factory, then moving machines in, in a time fashion where I can, you know, so what what, it was, what we did is I, tr- I try to move two machines every sort of two to three weeks. So just constantly mm-hmm. just moving. So, you know, plan that we're going to have these two machines out for two weeks, continue on this, you know, and in reality, there's always like, you know, a machine breaks down or there's an emergency, you know, set up or there's something else that gets in the way. And, and what I thought was going to take essentially sort of four months to sort of process through ended up taking like double, double that. And, uh, and during that period, you're going, oh man, have I, have I really fucked this up? Like, but I hadn't. It's just like, uh, to be fair, I just wasn't uh, experienced in moving that many machines in such a short period of time at all. You know, I've never done that. I've never gone, right, I'm going to move a fucking entire factory out and into another factory. But, you know, fortunately, I had some, like, some really great people around me that were, you know, doing lots of things to sort of, like, mitigate the, 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 the stress of that, you know. But, man, like, like you said, Tony, like, seeing this brand-new building, and it's one of those... I'll call it a once in a career type thing, certainly for me, where you go, right, 
I do want to epoxy all the floors. I do want to have mm-hmm. these really cool walkways. I do want to put in a badass like uh, um, aircon system. I, you know, I, I, I put in a, a ring line so that all the coolant is stored outside and is distributed individually to each machine. Like, I, like I tried all the, tri- you know, and and like you know, in fairness, like my director's like, okay, do you think this is gonna, you know, make a difference? It's like, well, it. It will, but it's it's a difference that you won't see straight away. You know, it's it's just it's just the little unknowns because I've still got this future plan of automatically filling the machines with coolant and, and doing all sorts of stuff. But that that was so cool, stressful but yeah, cool. It is, yeah. I haven't done it on that scale, but I've been fortunate enough to uh, be involved in one of the other shops I worked at for like ten years. We went from this little teeny, you know, tilt up buildings and we knocked one wall down and expanded okay so we're totally overgrown and we bought this big building behind the ford dealer and they epoxied it all and and lawson came in and grabbed all the machines and the machine i was running was the last one that was supposed to go out and everything was disappearing for me and i was still running the same machine then all of a sudden the forks came underneath and i'm standing at the controls all time turn it off son i go all right so we'll finish this part <laughs> they loaded it up and then they just had like they had like fucking 12 or 14 trucks just hauling our shit over there, then laid it all down, and they were all doing copper airlines, and it was fancy. But I mean, no, it is a big deal, and it's there's nothing simple about all of it, and it's something that could go wrong at any time, especially when you're talking about lifting machines off. And matter mm-hmm. of fact, during that move, a couple of the basic things that should have been easy was roll away toolboxes. One got dropped, and it was this one guy that was always had an attitude and when his shit got dropped. He he lost his shit, but yeah, I fell out of a backward truck. And anyway, that's I'm glad you're that's, in that building. Well, I'm glad we're in it too, but I've still that's still not quite the finished article yet. So I then had to move all of those machines out of that the older building. I've now got to refurb the older building. I knocked down the old CMM room, built a super flash new CMM room with the whole sliding doors like out of Star Trek and. You know all the aircon automatic yeah yeah well no 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 i've i've done it well, i started automatic but then realized every time somebody walked past they kept opening so then i started losing the temperature in the room so now it's press button to enter and it automatically oh. closes does it make that noise like on star trek well only when i walk through it but that's a different story <laughs> that, that's your butthole making that noise <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah baby <laughs> So, so you know, the next the next six months, I've got to um, move six out of Six months? A, that's half a year. Yeah, fucking no shit, Sherlock. That's true. Just breaking <laughs> it down for you. I know, but but I'm just, I mean, I, I'm just trying to be sort of realistic here. I've got to build an entire new tool room, a whole new maintenance department, plus a whole dispatch area and uh, like a quality assurance sort of docking station. And then redo that factory and then once i do that and i've just said okay if it's really it should be three months but if it's six months i've learned now that don't stress over the little things just only worry about the things that you know stop you from getting where you need to get to i'll I'll aim for that if i do it before then then i'm a hero if i do it later than that then i'm a moron you guys still making parts yeah lots good yeah man it's been we've been cranking it out like the so the other week we shipped out uh, in one week, I, I sent 80 ton of machine product in that one week. That's nuts. Uh, 
That's a lot of Danny Rudolph parts. That is a yeah. fucking. I don't think I've. Lot. I don't think I've shipped a ton of parts yet. <laughs> Holy moly! Yeah. <laughs> well, so Danny, a ways back, like I said, time flies. When you're cruising around on that forklift with that machine, recklessly driving around the driveway, was that a stage stunt? Did that machine no. fly off? Of was that planned? No. <laughs> yes, it was. No. 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 Well, that that machine was was effectively <laughs> it was it was going to be scrapped, but we wanted to part it out, and yeah, we just left it on the forks. We left it on no, the forks because we didn't have any room to put it somewhere else. I could tell by the way else. you were driving. You were driving like a maniac, and you hit the brakes, and that fucker just went. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm going to hook you up to a lie detector test. <laughs> well, so what made you get rid of that forklift and upgrade? Uh, the, the dealer dropped one off and said, uh, you know, let me know what you want to do and kind of liked the new one, even though it's like, uh, it, it is a, it is a much nicer forklift. So we, uh, took him up on it and got rid of the other one. Fuck. That's a good so sales tactic. Showed up with, I mean, is he, are you so, you're so forklift famous that he just showed up with one. And said, Take <laughs> Basically. Yeah. No, he, he kept saying to come down to, uh, his his the dealership's probably like 15 20 minutes from our shop and we just never took the time to go look at it and then he, oh, he came by and dropped it off and then uh we're like well we made sure it fit where we parked the other one and once it fit we're like yeah all right we'll take it so did he say anything about driving in the mud or anything like that with this one this one has a lot better tires but i, I haven't <laughs> taken them off there yet <laughs> Uh, nice. <laughs> I must admit, like kudos to the sales guy, just rocks up with a forklift and says, "Hey, let's just leave this here, see how you go." You know, it's like, of course, you're gonna want a brand new fucking forklift, right? Like, shit. Yeah, yeah. You think, well, why can't the machine tool guys go? Oh, hey, Tony, I just thought I'd uh, just just drop off this LT3000, just give it a spin, see how you go in. Yeah. That'd be cool. No shit. Well, so how the hell did that badass little white vehicle make it to you? Did you hunt that down? Uh, there's a, a dealer uh, in the in the town kind of where we drive through a lot. And he had three of them over the summer. And I was like, oh, man, I want one of those. They're cool. And the kids like wet nuts over him. And I, <laughs> I kind of didn't do anything about it. And they sold. And then uh, he had another one pop up last couple months. I was like, I'm, I'm getting that one. So we, we went oh, and wow. test drove it. and It was fun. And. So we grabbed it because they're, they're like they're, they're four wheel drive as well, right? Yep, yep. There's a there's wow. a there's an there's an old guy down the road that's got one, and he drives around all the hills chasing his sheep and chucking shit in the back. And I'm like, how the fuck does that little truck go up there? And I never really gave it any any more thought until I saw that you bought one, and then I started googling. And I went, oh my god, there's an entire like following <laughs> for this yeah. truck. There's, there's, <laughs> oh yeah. If you go, if you look like, if you look, I don't know if it's Korea or Japan or somewhere J- that way. Japan. Japan. Yeah. They have, there are people there that are doing some crazy shit with these like little trucks and they look fucking cool. Like really cool. <laughs> well, I could tell the photos that you've taken and shit. The kids are really digging it. It looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They love it. It's got a, a 660cc engine in it. Three cylinder. <laughs> so. Awesome. It's just Doesn't like go um, very fast. The what's what's the that other little four drive Jeep thing? Uh, what's it called? Uh, Suzuki Jimny. Yeah, there's like yeah. 
there are there, like here in New Zealand, there are so many people that have got these tiny little four-wheel drives, and they're going up places where you would never believe that this thing would ever go. And same deal. There's like this huge following for this yep. tiny little truck that's just bombing around. It's they're awesome. They're cool little vehicles, man. That's yeah, cool. yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of vehicles, Tony, uh, I saw that your badass car is doing wheel spins and pissing off the neighbors. <laughs> I thought she was gone too because her little truck was gone, but somebody <laughs> borrowed it. But man, that lady, she's vicious. You know, it's not the first run-in I've had with her. I mean, they spin in tires, but there was one time when we were having some machines moved and this truck driver showed up. He was just a flatbed. He got here early. He was supposed to pick up one of these machines and he he parked his truck in front of my shop and went inside to take a nap and left it fucking idle, which I don't understand. But anyway, she's bottled up right next to another warehouse that was a cookie distributor. And so they put up a huge banner that says, when you back in, please turn the truck off because she was going off there too. So she was on med and she should still be on med. But <laughs> so the truck's idling in front of my shop and I'm taking, I'm disconnecting some wires to like the old LT 15 and she came in so what the fuck are you doing why is that fucking truck out there idling you're ruining the whole goddamn world tell him to turn it off i said okay 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 and she left i told because i couldn't speak spanish so i said omar go tell him and turn his fucking truck off and he did but then i thought i was just gonna roll my car in there you know i hit a small little spot of hangsters <laughs> red as i was rolling in i can lit him up shut the door <laughs> i didn't know she was at home once again i was ruining the world i think it's greta's grandma to be honest with you i really do what yeah okay you do this you're ruining the world <laughs> gotta do it. greta thunberg oh yeah could yeah. be yeah, yeah. could be Hey, so danny what's what's going down in the world of tiny little pieces what have what what's your what's been happening this year? You got new products, or you well, been working developing new things? And well, for, and on Jody's question, I couldn't keep track of all the machines coming in and coming mm. out. Where are you at, and what we got going on? Because I think some shits happened since a year ago. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> now, this year we've just been we've been cranking on the stuff that we had been the last couple of years. Didn't haven't done a lot of new stuff. Just mm. we're pumping out the stuff we had been doing um so as far as machines we dropped the one so that was one less and then uh we we had a job that went away uh that was running on a, on a machine identical to the one that i dropped so uh we got rid of that machine uh so down two and then we we added an l12 uh earlier in the year i think march or april mm. um to replace basically to replace those two um so we're kind of back up around 10 machines in the shop but a little bit more a little bit more free space and uh just kind of reorganized a little bit so same old same old new compressors you're digging those over the kaisers yeah yeah i i haven't i haven't uh i haven't really even messed with it we we put them on uh schedules so like i don't even really turn them on and off anymore Uh um cool and i think my dad checks on them i hope but i haven't checked on them so yeah (laughs) they're, they're doing good Dad, dude, we got oil on the compressors. <laughs> I hope he's been looking. The the best machinery is the machinery you never have to worry about, right? The, the stuff, that's the yeah. thing, and then you end up you end up like not checking it ever, and then you're like, yeah, that's probably not good either. No, that's true. 
That's true. true. So have you have you sort of been looking at like adding some new different technology or strategies to your production? Are you because you've been quite into like your UR robots as well, right? Yeah, we we uh, we looked at some uh, vision cameras for part inspection uh, end of last year, and we bought one. And it's still in the box and I haven't done anything with it. So that was kind of, that kind of came to a head this year where we have like five different projects started that we haven't really made any progress on. So we're kind of trying to stop and regroup and, and get some of those done this year. Um, what, so what's, what? Uh, clearly you've, you know, you just did say so you had five projects, you've done well, none of them. Yeah. <laughs> None of them. Yeah, there might be more than five. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So when, so when, so when you kick off a project, like, what's your, you know, what's your process to know that that's a good thing for you to do? You know, because for somebody like you and Tony, I'm not, you know, like your time is really extremely precious because you're you're the drivers, right? You're the you're the guy. So when you want to do something like R and D or or implement something new and cool that does take you away from your bread and butter stuff. So how do you, mm. how do you manage that? Or, I mean, maybe this year was a bad example, but like in, in like normally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's the frustrating part is it's, it's easy to buy the stuff and then mm. it shows up and you're like, Oh, okay. I don't have, I don't have space to, to set that up. Or I don't have time to mess with it. And, and it, like with that camera, it's like the, the, uh, the wiring harness that comes out of the back of it is so complicated. I just get like, flustered and lost so mm. I'm like i need someone to help me with that and and then you get to a point where you're like at a stopping point and you either need to decide if you're gonna <clears throat> figure it out yourself or you're gonna ask for help or uh you know what you're gonna do so we we got to that point with a, a couple different things just kind of getting excited about different problems we've had and, and how to how to fix them and then we order all the stuff in to fix them and then we we get distracted by the next thing that's coming down the road mm. so uh yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been a struggle for us this year with with having to get the work out that we that we had. Um, but I think that's easing up, and I think I think we'll have some more time this year to reevaluate, get back to stuff that we set aside. I I feel everything that you're saying, man. It's just like every time that we're getting ready to do something else, and then something needs attention, and we go fix that to keep status quo. But it's like. Um, you know, last year I spent 25 grand on that spree package and I've yet to have a chance to even schedule fucking training on it sure. because of all the shit that I've been running around and fixing and keeping going and orders. And it's like, I mean, Danny, who do you got when you, when you're working on something hard and you're out of brain power, you, you got any, anybody to bounce something off of besides your dad? Uh, <clears throat> not, I mean, not on some of the stuff we we're, we're doing. And, and part of that's not really me reaching out to like, you know, I could probably reach out and find someone that I don't know is it is an expert in that, you know, with, with the people that we know from Instagram. Um, I just haven't, but I, but I, I mean, in your, in your be. shop, I mean, if you're working in the shop and you've got something that's just fucking baffled you, it's, it's all on you, right? Oh yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's the yeah, same with I mean, me. I depending on what it is, I, I can, I can bounce it off dad and sometimes he'll He'll, he'll, he'll spark something in me, even though it's like, he's talking about something completely different, but you know, it, sometimes that's enough to, to, to get it to turn over. Yeah, but it is, that, it is frustrating when you're, when you're the only one. Yeah. That's why I tell her, it's just like, you know, I'm working on this, but it's like, who else do I have to talk to about this? Nobody is, unless you, you know, you reach out to somebody, like you said, somebody online or somebody that, you know, but it, 
I mean, I that's where like you know with Jody, I, I miss sometimes really a lot having a team people to like, hey, what the fuck yeah. do you think's going on here? Mm. I mean, we just don't have that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I must admit, you know, that's that's where I'm very fortunate. You know, I've got some really great people around me, and and like, like coming back to like these ideas and projects. You know, honestly, I've got fucking hundreds of really either ridiculous, stupid, or great ideas. And often you need that other person to go, ah, oh, actually that does sound like a good idea. Maybe we should try this. And you go, okay, how do we do that? And then you start planning your time. You know, I I haven't been in a situation where I, I'm on my own and go, okay, I want to do this. And you get to that, that, sometimes it's just that little wall and you need that one comment from just one person, you know, and it could be, like you said, you know, if it's your offsider or, or a teammate or whatever, and they go, oh, have you tried blah, blah, blah? And you go, holy shit, why have I not been able to think of that? It's like it's like having bench blindness. You know, when you, you can't find that screw, even though it's right in front of you, but you, you've mm. been going around and around and around and around. Man, I, yeah, I feel for you, Tony. And you know, that's that must be very hard. Yeah, it it can be. You know, but I mean, I figured a shit ton of things out by myself, but it's, yeah, it doesn't get any easier. And it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's just one of them things of being a small business and, you know, and, you know, I've said it time and time again, it's like, I'm a machinist first. And, and then when it comes to trying to, you know, quote things and streamline things, and that's not really my forte. I mean, I've gotten a little bit better at it, but I'd rather try to give you what I think a cycle time will be and then meet it. And uh, mm. it's, yeah, it's, yeah. if you could, if you could get, if you could get a, uh, oh, actually, what I, oh, we've had this conversation before, right? You know, mm. having, having someone else in, but the reality is who, like you can't, you can't get anyone anywhere anyway. And when they do, they're either yeah. prima donnas or, or whatever. So I, I'm in a small town too. And, and, you know, it's, it's you know, things are limited so i mean like i said buying this spree i don't regret that I, I this year i need to dedicate some time to learn how to utilize it and use it but i needed to purchase it with the new machine and that's why i did it you know mm. it wasn't cheap but it had to happen but you know it was changing gears here a little bit that uh i mean that fucking machine fire that i had scared the ever living fucking shit yeah out of me. yeah it true you no know, i was i was there by myself and uh, I had already made 800 parts on that machine, the same part, same coolant, same tools. I you know, knew kind of what tool life was like. I think what I honestly think was that, like I said, the parts catcher basket had some foam in it to cushion the blow when they would come through. But when it went off, both the A-tur and the B-tur were running insert drills and they had high pressure coolant coming through and there was a fucking mist in that cabinet mm-hmm. that was just... It was crazy. And when that hot chip in the parts basket kind of heated up that foam and it went poof. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, we've seen all kinds of movies and shit. And I'm there by myself. I got one of the stars running behind me and one of the old LTs running behind me. And that one's running. And I walked over to my bench and I was drinking water. and go, fuck. Yeah. I literally said, fuck, yeah, I'm making some chips and kicking ass. And, and all of a sudden, poof, flames came out of that fucking parts catcher basket. I'm like, what the fuck? And then the inside of the cabinet went black. And I was like, I was kind of freaked out whether between it was like, was it, obviously it's a fire, but the power didn't go out because the lights are still on, but why is the machine black? 
And so I lift open the parts catcher basket and I'm over there beating it with the fucking rag like some little bitch like, go out, go out. And my <laughs> rag caught on fire. I go, this is not effective. <laughs> and I had a fire extinguisher there. And so I hosed down the fucking parts catcher basket. But then I realized that there was the chip conveyor was on fire too. And I cracked the door and hit that. I mean, I didn't unload that fire extinguisher on it because that makes a mess, but got it out. And then when I opened the machine, it was just like, oh my God. All the oil that was on the inside was just black. You know, I have this fucking mist collector on top, just sucking air through there like a furnace, like a motherfucker. And luckily that didn't catch on fire and blow it through the false ceiling. And there's so many times that I've, like I said, in, in that post, the check tools hit go and jumped in the car with Katie and went home, had lunch. Or I pushed the button and went over and talked to the hot rod guy across the driveway, you know, or even got on the forklift. It's like, I, I, I think I was being... I don't know how to say it, you know, whether people even want to say God was on my side or living a clean life or what the fuck. The fact that I was standing right there when that went off, you know, six feet away from it and got it out because in 10 minutes, that place could have been engulfed. Mm. And I realized that. And it's like, yeah, I was pissed, but happy at the same time that I was there. Must and, have, um, yeah. that, that, that obviously really shook you to your core like that. Yeah. That's, you know, you, like, and heaven forbid that actually you hadn't noticed you were still in the building, you were facing the other way, and then you turn around, and then before you know it, it's even worse than that. You know, like losing your business is one thing, but losing your life, fuck, no thanks, man. I still want Tony Clauser to be here. Yeah, no, I, I got the fire out, but by the time that I did, the smoke in that shop was so bad that I did run in there to make sure that wasn't reigniting or anything with like a wet rag on my face. And, and that shit's real. When you see people running out of buildings with smoke, like, Oh, oh you fucking pussy suck it up. No, dude, it was, it was seriously, I mean, the video shows, you can't even see the other end of my shop. And I was in and out within like maybe 30 seconds, but it was nasty. And, uh, the, the smoke that landed on parts that were on shelves and shit just turned everything tarnished. Just the shit yeah. that was flying through the air. I was like, holy fuck. But, you know, got it cleaned up. I, you know, reached out to Coolant Man Mark. He's all, man, I'm glad your shop's okay. You know, immediately sent me out a pallet with stuff to clean that stuff. Uh, wow. you know, ozonic, three fucking five-gallon pails of Ozonic and three drums of the next generation. Uh, him and his boss said, you know, you didn't say, you know, what caught on fire. Everybody knows. You're running hangster first, douche that thing out and put this in and give us some feedback. And uh, it's been doing good. It's been doing really good. A higher flashpoint, uh, thinner. Yeah, you don't need to have high pressure on it, blow it through, you know, insert drills and shit. And it's it's been doing really well. But that was a really scary, scary fucking deal, man. So, so what, 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 what did you do? You've, you, you've installed a different, like a, a fire retardant inside your machine now. Is that what no, no, I don't have any of those yet. Uh, what we did was go from uh, the 5258, which flashes at one temperature, to this one, which is a synth synthetic, the yeah. next generation. And but uh, no, it's I mean I don't leave I don't run anything unattended anymore. Yeah, for sure. even well, my that's... stars have been running since 2007. I get a lunch, one cycle. Fuck that. <laughs> really, it's so, scary, man. Yeah, I mean, it's super scary. So, because Danny, you've got. You've got uh, automatic fire extinguishers in your in your machines, right? Yeah, all of our, our 12s and our 20s have them. Yep. 
What's yeah. what's the if you don't mind me asking this, what's the cost to install something like that? Uh, I think it's like eight thousand dollars. At least the last time we did it per machine. Per machine. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's that's the that's the sort of not the trade off, but the decision, isn't it, Tony? Like if. For example, you say, right, I want to have a lights out operation. I want to be able to go home with peace of mind. Is the $8,000 a good enough payback to, to be able to do that? Well, it, it, yeah, no doubt. But I mean, like I've talked about in the past, you know, the stars where I run those cable rail parts and my shit's documented. You know, I run 1,500 parts on a corner of a rough turn and then I rotate it and, and there's no issues. You know, I run 40,000 parts on a drill and then put a new one in. There's no issues. And it's like after spending so much time on that, you know, you build up confidence and, mm. you know, you, you don't sweat it. Like I've been running the red and uh, not in just my shop, but other shops since 1998. So you have to be blatantly not changing a rough turn or something has to fail extremely. Like you're running a fucking email on a mill and it just flames up. I mean, it has to get way hot. And so that's where I was very confident and, you know, I, you know, that's not the eight grand. It's not the type of money that I have to throw around on each one of the machines, to be honest with you. But if you weigh it against losing your whole shop, it maybe it is. But I'm not just sitting there running shit and hoping for the best. I've got shit documented and knowing when it needs to be changed. And like I said, I honestly think that what happened to me this time was just a fluke. The mist in the air was perfect. That hot chip hit the foam and it just ignited. But and that's all it takes. So. Mm-hmm. I say yes to you. The eight, it's worth the eight grand. It probably is. You know, if I have that money falling on my ass eventually, and I want to run unattended, then I would spend that. But mm. yeah, I don't have it now. Do you think? Do you think the foam was the main culprit? Yeah, I do. I think that's where the hot chip landed on the oil-soaked foam, or maybe it was just it flying through the fucking mist. I don't know, mm, but yeah. it was not because I've seen. Go ahead. No, that's that's what uh, the fire we had was. I had, there was a piece of like a, a wrapper, like a plastic wrapper in the machine, mm-hmm. and that's I think what because that's what was all burned up when I when I was cleaning it. Um, mm. A chip hit that, started a fire on the plastic that lit the mist off. As soon as the high pressure came on, there was enough mist that went up and then set the fire extinguisher off. I've seen in another shop an email fail and oil still squirting on it, and it slowly get hot. And start a fire. I had a guy that worked for me that was disgruntled, ran the rough turn once at 316 for the whole day. The chip was white and landed in the conveyor and then ignited. But that was a slow start. This one was like somebody stood back and threw a match and gas because it literally went Oof, and shot oh, flames yeah. out of the fucking parts catcher door. So <laughs> oh, I had shit. to be the it had to be the mist from the high pressure coolant and the drills, I believe. Yeah. But, Fuck uh, that. I can't even yeah. imagine. That would have been scary as fuck, man. The fact that I'm standing there looking right at it, though, I mean, uh, God bless that. I was just like, what the? <laughs> I went over there with my fucking rag. It's just, the thing is, it's good that we can laugh about it now, you know, but the fact that you went over, got your water, and went, yeah, man, I'm fucking killing it today. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I did. Blowing out of the. That's what's and out of all the fucking machines, the brand new shiny one that's not even tarnished yet. That's the one that hit. Boom. Yeah. Fuck. Well, you know, the high pressure coolant is like you said, perfect storm. And 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 it's fortunately you've lived to fight another day. That's 
that's like you said, maybe you someone's looking down on you or whatever it was, but you survived it, your shop survived it, your machine survived it, you're still here to tell the story. Yeah, Sounds like I had some story. good good support, man. I I can't thank Hank Zippers enough for sending that pallet out direct from New Jersey, you know. No no we don't got time to deal with Western or anything like that. Just man, send this to Clouser Shop and get it done. And so yeah, they did. They fucking hooked us up. That's and, cool. Uh, it's very cool. That's uh, thank big thanks to Coolant Man Mark and, and his boss both. Mm. What'd you so, think about that? Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was just gonna I was just gonna revert back to your esprit. Like mm. so because I remember you were because you were talking to Boomer and, and you asked me as well, like, you know, what are you what have you guys run in? And and at the time we were like, Oh, actually Spree, we know it will work, you know, like once you get it going, it'll just your post and it'll be good. But the reality is, it's just like the learning curve is steep, right? You've got a there's a lot of shit to take in for you to get it going. That's gonna that's gonna be quite an exercise, I I feel. Yeah, it is. And even so, then when I had the person from Esprit make that program for the part that I'm at currently running, I'm sorry, CAD CAM spits out a lot of stupid shit. Just fucking come to the, the certain part of the part and then move like forty six times before you actually cut the fucking metal. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I went in there and, and trimmed that program up a lot, and uh, it's running efficiently now. But I mean, I don't honestly. I'm probably one of the last, last people around that still does that shit. Probably a lot of people just post it and let it do what it needs to do. No, whether, no, no. The, whether I, it's I efficient I, or not, I, I don't think so, Tony. I think that actually there's still you know, it's like it's like having the foundation work done for you, and then you're basically then going to make the building afterwards, right? So it gives you a good foundation, and you go, okay, if if you were under pressure, you could go right. I need to get something going. I'm still working over here. I'm going to get this going, and I'm not going to optimize it yet, but I will. You know, you know what I mean? Like, and then I think what you can do is. You then start saying, okay, all those little idiosyncrasies that you don't like, you know, like whether it be like, you know, a double movement or whatever, you can start to iron all those out in the post developer. So when you do push it down, it doesn't do all the shit that you hate. Yeah, I think I believe you on that. I mean, because Akuma has, I don't know how many people out there have used IGF. It's their mm. program that comes built into it. And you can streamline that too. You can get rid of all your line numbers. You can pick the location of where you want it to go to, to, you know, rotate the turret, whether you want it to go in X and Z or just back in Z. And yeah, I agree. This is a lot, lot fancier than that. So it should be able to, you know, you should be able to trick it out any way you want and make it be efficient. Yeah. I mean, totally. obviously the reason that I bought it was because that part that I'm making, there's some complicated shit on there that you're not just going to figure out with your fucking Casio calculator and a pencil. <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking crazy shit going on there. It's like, all right. Yeah. Don't you so, think you could just use it for the stuff you can't do, and then like, then yeah. don't worry about the yeah, yeah. The, the crap that is. Well, that's the way you and I've been doing shit for years, Danny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the way I do it. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the way the kids do it these days anymore. Yeah, they don't make an edit at the machine; they go back to the computer, change it, click, send. Yeah, I get there someday. Oh, hey, I know. I tell you what, though. I tell you what, I, we did buy this year, which has actually been like in terms of bang for buck and i know i'm i'm way way late to the party with this but a, the prusa 3d printer mm. has actually been 
fucking so cool. Like, you know, we, we've been making just like little inserts for the robot jaws and test pieces to see if something's going to work. You just, and you know, so you just solid model in, plop it on the machine and within, depending on how big the part is, but within 20 minutes or 45 minutes, I've got all the bits and we're going. And I just, I can't believe how, you know, I don't know, maybe I was just, all the 3D printed stuff I'd seen over the years and I've gone, oh, that looks like absolute shit. Like, why would anyone want that, you know? Like, it doesn't look like a par, you know? But we bought this thing because I just, I was sick of spending so much money on the, you like, with the, when we got the robots, you have to get this, like, special um, fiber reinforced uh, plastic stuff. Uh, they got the shunk sell it and it's fucking expensive anyhow we said do you know what why don't we just try 3d print let's just see if that's going to be strong enough would we if we put the right mesh inside you know and nest it correctly and it's just as it's been just as good picking up 80 kilos of product and with no problems and it wow. cost and it cost one like like a set of jaws or grippers was costing us about well oh, about six to eight hundred dollars New Zealand for the material, time to do it. The last set of jaws we made for the uh, for the for the grippers cost one dollar ninety seven. That's 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 exact. That's how much it cost for the filament that we used was about a dollar ninety seven, and and it fucking works. And I just I, I've you know I don't wank myself off too much about this stuff, but that. That is one thing I bought where I've gone. This is fucking cool, man. Like it is so cool, and it's so, and they're super easy. I, I just you know, I, like I said, I'm not I'm not getting paid by any of these guys. By the way, I'm just I'm just trying to. I, I like I said, I'm very late to the party, and I know there's lots of people who've been using 3D printers for a long time. But this yeah. was this was like a two thousand dollar unit which I bought from the states. It turned up in New Zealand six eight weeks later or whatever it was, we pulled it out of the box because it was already built. We then put the program, well, within, put it this way, within 15 minutes, we we started printing. Within 15 minutes yeah. of taking it out of the box. And I went, holy shit, that is actually yeah. cool. That's, that's very cool. And it's like that last part that I made, I'm still making. Um, when I took it over, my first five articles over to Reno, and had them look at that, you know, it's, it's so complicated with all those cones and angles and, shit going on that i'm not going to say there's no way you could put on a cmm check it but there was nobody there or nobody that i knew that was going to put them on that cmm and check it so they had one of those super ass fancy faro arms that shot rays at it mm. and they went around the sample part that i was supposed to make and then projected it on the screen and they went around my part and checked it and put it on the screen and that's how it passed first article. I was like, really? I mean, there's some diameters that I can measure. There's some grooves I can measure. There's some thread gauge that I can check. So we passed that first five and we sent him the heat treat and they brought him back and they put him to use and used him over 15, 17,000 times. I think we're good. But they had a 3D printer in there too. And when I was up there with the guy that was scanning all this shit, this engineer, I started looking at the shit on his desk and I go, is this the part that I'm making right here? And it was red and it was like four times bigger than it was supposed to be. He's like, yeah. And here's the mating part. You know, we blew it up big so we could look at it and slide into each other and turn it and check the angles in the ramps. 
it's just something to get your hands on mm. and see how it was. And he goes, yeah, I just drew it up, hit click, went home, came back in the morning. It was done. Wow. I know. There's a lot going on. It's, 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 it's pretty badass. Because uh, I originally, like, there was, the, you know, purchased this 3D printer because I wanted to make gripper jaws. But also, for any new products that were coming through the shop, because we've had, we've been quoting a lot of, a lot of products um anyhow when we get something new come through and exactly what you're just describing there like for the quality guys to be able to go right i'm going to 3d print what this part is give it to the cmm guys and then they can start generating their program without waiting for a, an actual finished part to turn up on their desk you know yeah yeah it has its advantages for sure for sure speaking of uh you keep saying gripper jaws. It keeps triggering in my head. That post I posted about the fucking Harding's collet pads that I got. Oh my god! Yeah, was that not insane, man? I mean, shit. So you've been so for, using their for, shit for, for, for somebody for somebody that didn't see that. Describe what it was. Describe what what had happened. Well, I mean, I've been using their stuff. Well, I mean, I I learned on a little Harding's chucker back in the eighties. I mean, when somebody said Harding's, it was like top shelf everything hardens lathes you know hardens boring bars hardens collet pads hardens master collets you know guide bushings i mean they just made good shit they've been making good shit forever and then i think it might have been danny did you warn me a long time ago about be careful with some of their guide bushings somebody uh, said that. i've had uh i've had one maybe bad guide bushing i know i've had one uh tf8 collet that was all messed up that I waited yeah. and waited for, and then when it finally showed up, it didn't work. Um, yeah, usually well, somebody they're, else they're probably like that. 98 out of 100 <laughs> in my book. We were like, hey, what do you prefer, whether it be Southwick and Meister or like Hardings, and then everybody's like, I'm going with Southwick. I go, you know, even though that they say as soon as you call them in three to four weeks, well, you know, you're going to get good shit, and you do. But, I mean, I've been ordering the S20 pads forever, you know, all sizes, you know, hex pads, square pads. And then there was one day when I ordered a set of square pads and, and you know, the 90 degree angle was always A. You got A, B, and C. And you always put that in A. And I opened a brand new set of pads and gave them to one of my guys. And he's all, hey, man, this I put A in, but it's not the 90 degree part. They've got C on that. I go, well, that's weird. We'll still put that in the A spot because, I mean, that's where our, our spindles are set to when we sweep them in with the indicator. And so then that last, I just needed to order a new pair of quarter inch collet pads and the new ones came in and they were, I opened them up they were rusty and, and they were just all gouged up and the machining on it was what really caught my eye. And so I posted that on Instagram and then the next day I got an email from somebody I didn't even fucking know. And I don't even know how he got my email to be honest with you, but it was the, you know, the man, one of the managers lead guys there from there. He's all, when you have a minute to talk, I'd love to talk to you. But uh, it was a fucking big old long page. And so then I called him. And uh, by that time, shit was spewing on Instagram. And everybody saying, yeah, that's what happens when you take your shit overseas. You take your shit to China. You do stuff in Mexico. He's all, yeah, I read all those. They brought to my attention. I read all those comments. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not overseas. It's not China. It's not Mexico. It's still in our same facility. But unfortunately, that's the stuff that we're generating right now. He goes, I'm going to meet with a lead guy tomorrow. We're going to go down and take a look. But these the picture of the pads that you posted should have never left our facility, especially with the rust. But other than that, 
there's no excuse. He goes, he he was he's, just by talking to him on the phone, he's telling he was about my age and he knew obviously what their standard was. And he's all, it's just not there anymore. And he said, since COVID came, not using that for an excuse, because since COVID came, a lot of the old guys just were on the edge of retiring, didn't come back, took the retirement early, didn't pass any of the tribal knowledge on to the younger people. And there's nobody there that can grab their ass with both hands and make good quality stuff anymore. And I'm like, wow. And he's all, yeah. So I'm going to go down and take a look, see what's going on, why these pads made it to you and get back to you. And then he wrote me another big old fucking long email and I called him. And one of the cutters that they were using, just not even on the finished surfaces, but, you know, cutting the, the jaw of the pads out was all bound up and dull and missing some teeth on the fucking insert cutter and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, what I found wasn't happy with. We're trying to get shit turned around. But <laughs> make a long story short, they went down and they took my quarter inch pads and they fucking put them on a surface grinder and they ground every single surface, even the relieved parts and everything, wrapped them up in a nice package and sent them to me free of charge. Like, well, these are fucking sweet. I don't even want to use them, but nobody else is gonna ever going to get a set of pads <laughs> like this. <laughs> I feel like I just got a fucking trophy or something. <laughs> but, you know, that was the power of social media because there's still comment on that shit today. And it's like he was trying to put that fire out. And, and, and I, I'm not going to say I felt bad for the guy, but I, I felt the guy because he was serious. He was he was sad that the standard is down and the quality is low. Mm. And it's, it's yeah, he was. That That's pretty that's pretty tough when, you know, because. He obviously was a, a man of integrity and, and, and pride. And yet, yeah. if people aren't living by the same values as you and like in the in the production facility or whatever, like that's pretty tough. And that can wear a guy down when you've got people that just don't give a fuck. They go, oh, well, who cares? We send, you know, we make thousands of these. What what does it matter if just this one little set gets out the door because I can't be bothered to report that I've got a non-conformer. I'm, I'm speaking as if I'm an operator there. You know, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just one, it's one little part. But that one little part goes all the way to a customer, Tony Clouser. Mm. And he, he says, Fuck this shit. I'm going to take a photo of it. I know Hardinch is the goddamn best fucking motherfucking shit in the world, and it should be better. Take a photo. And then, of course, just because one person couldn't be bothered, it comes down to one person couldn't be bothered to just take a little bit of pride, a little bit of time, and a little bit of ownership. And that's the that's the ripple effect right there. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, I make, I've been making parts for Parker Hannafin for, you know, 20, it's going to be 24 years now. And the old guys that used to be in the inspection room, man, they fucking call me on the phone and say, hey, Tony, you know, your chamfer's on that 1032 hole. It's 210 plus or minus five. You're right at 205. You better fix that shit. <laughs> All right, well, get right on it. You know, I'm making my fucking chamfer's bigger around my fucking thread. And now shit just, you could fucking pass anything through those people. They're, you know, just they're doing their job, punching the clock. I haven't been down there. It's probably been five years since I've been down there. I think I told you this story is when they took one of my two-inch bodies and put it in their ring gauge, and it stopped at the same spot every time. So they went through all 30 of my parts and just put it in that ring gauge and stopped the same spot every time. So then they fucking sent them back to me, and I checked them with my ring gauges, and they went. 
I checked him with my pitch mic and it was fine. I checked him with thread wires and it went. So I took all my shit back down there and I said, you know what this looks like to me? Is that somebody's got a fucking bad ring gauge. Well, what do you mean? I go, well, I've seen people drag them across the fucking, you know, rags or get chips stuck into them. And once somebody goals something, it's not going to go. You got another one? Well, these just came back from inspection. I mean, we sent them out for calibration. They peeled the fucking plastic off it, threaded my fucking part through there. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> what do you do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you learn you and you live, man. You learn <laughs> and you live. If somebody's older talking to you with knowledge, you give them respect and you soak up every single thing you can. That's what I've did the entire time I've been in this trade. Because you know more than me because I'm just some dumb kid that graduated in high school that rides motorcycles and I'm going to try to learn how to machine. Speaking of knowledge, Stu finally retired this year and so we made him this this uh, uh wooden oh, i got a bit of uh, some trees on my property so i got a got to cut a branch off and uh we made him this old looking sort of akuma cnc lathe and uh, 3d printed some doors and a little controller made a wee plaque to go on it and um you know he didn't want a big hoo-ha goodbye thing and we'd already done like a like a morning tea thing for him. But on the on the breakup day for Christmas, uh, we had the original owners of A.W. Fraser come back, um, plus one of the old uh, CEOs from like 20 years back. Because Stu had been at Fraser's for 53 years. That's a long fucking time. You know, and, um, you know, of all the things, like, you know, you can, you know, you could give him gifts and whatever else, but he said, this, this little wooden CNC thing, you know, he said, you know what, Jody? He goes, this is, this is the kind of shit I love. I love it that people have just made an effort. Like it's just a tiny little, you know, it's not, it wasn't like it was a fancy looking, oh my God, I've spent months making this thing. It was a, I want to do something. Let's, let's, let's have a go at making this, this, this wooden CNC. And Stu was like, man, this is cool. This is fucking cool. I, I really, really love this. And, um, and then at the time I was like, oh man, I really wish I could, plug a USB into Stu's head and download all of the shit that he, he knows, just like what you were saying. Because even with all the years that I've worked with Stu and all the things that he's taught me, it still only just scratches the surface of the stuff that he knows how to do, you know? And I, fuck, I, I, well, I really... first of all, you're not going to plug in a USB into Stu head. It's going to be like one of the five-inch floppy disks. <laughs> no, no, not even. It'll be a tape. It'll be one of these tapes. <laughs> Just a roller tape gun. That's, that's, that's right. That would have been it. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I know Stu won't listen to this, but for anybody that has interacted with Stu over the years here in New Zealand, you know, he is like, he's just a phenomenal thinker, a problem solver, somebody that, at, you know, at the age of sort of 16, got given an opportunity to fix a guy's truck. And even though he didn't know anything about them, he just he just had a great understanding of mechanics and the workings and 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 he just all self-taught everything. You know, he was one yeah. of the first the first people in Oceania to bring in a, a CNC lathe. You know, like like to bring in like this. Oh fuck! What did he bring in? Um, oh, what was the first machine he bought in? Shit! I had them all written down. Anyhow. Uh, he also, I don't know if he told you the story, he, he bought an LH-35, uh, an Akuma LH-35, you know, so it's on like a sliding bed. And 
So he bought this machine in and the boss said, oh, this is amazing. We're going to get this, this, this newer machine, you know. And he's like, oh, yeah, but I had a tour through the, like, this is Stu. He's like, oh, I had a tour through the factory in Japan and I looked at what they were doing and their LH55s were just basically lifted up LH35s. So once the machine got here, he took a brand new machine completely to bits, then made lifting plates for the headstock, the tool post, the tail stock, and then put it all back together again. And then the Japanese come over for a tour of Fraser's and they're walking through and they went, oh yes, LH35, they went, hang on. And because he had, he had like an, uh, he had a 15 inch chuck in this LH55 and they're like, this is a LH, uh, sorry, LH35. He's like, this should be uh, LH35. And Stu's like, ah, yes, but he hadn't told anyone he'd done it. He just fucking done it. He just basically made this LH35 into an LH55 and it cost the company no extra money apart from Stu's brain. Like he's, he's just an incredible guy. What that and what did it do? Let him turn bigger things in that machine? Yeah. That's about it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. But I mean, no, that that itself would have cost you like an extra 30% of a machine. You yeah. know, if you wanted that yeah. bigger machine, you would have spent this much more money. And Stu was like, oh no, well, fuck that. You know, the Kiwi way is to just get on and just make make shit happen. And that's what he did. And it's the same with you know all of those old Akumas. You know, again, rotating back to the Akuma story, you know, even the guys from Akuma would phone Stu and say, I've got a problem with this Akuma, how do I fix it? And he'll go, ah, have you tried this, 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 and this? And I go, oh, okay, phone down. You know, an hour later, Stu, that worked, that's awesome. That, <laughs> he's just, you know, one of a kind, man. Like like people like that, they only come around every now and again, I think. There's, there's not many Stu's in the world. Was he able to share any of his tribal knowledge and information yeah. with somebody about your location? We yeah, so I um, you know I, I had I had employed another guy to take his place, uh, you know, to, to sort of transfer that knowledge. Um, and he was a good guy, but his family lived in Chicago, so it, like, and he was hoped that his family was going to move from Chicago to Christchurch, but mm-hmm. they didn't want to do that. So he said, well that's it. I've got to go. I can't stay here because I need to be with my family. And you, and you get that, right? So I, I, I employed, you know, and I've tried to download some of this knowledge myself, but you know, you only really get the get bank gains of it when you're doing it daily, right? Like, you know, yeah. the, you know, the stuff works better when you're, when you've got that muscle memory. Um, so I have recently employed a, a, a another guy who's really good. Um, and he did have, at least the last like year and a bit to sort of learn some stuff from Stu, like the the little bits and bobs that Stu does. But you know, he's still on the phone, but he's not he's not there every day. You know, like it's yeah. it's 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 a uh, at the end of the day, you have a you know you've got a guy that has worked for the same company for more than 50, 53 years, and and I think that is worth everything. Like that is yeah, well done. That is a long time. In actual fact, what what the original plan was, there was there's this massive oak tree that's out the front of the building. Stu planted that oak tree as a sapling, and it's now a fucking massive tree. This, and I was like, oh man, can I chainsaw a limb off that? You know, and it was like, uh, no. I was like, yeah, but I want to make this machine out of that. I'm like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. I was like, okay, okay, I won't push my luck. I, I thought it would mean more if we machined it 
out of oh, the damn that took a turn i thought you were going to say we we're going to take Stu outside and hang him from the tree that he went in and- well i mean we could knock it down and make a coffin for him but no we didn't do that either <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> hey danny are you still staying in that building staying in the garage are you still thinking about growing or are you just fine with where it's at or fuck it what's going on i have i have no idea we talk about it every day but we're still where we're at well at least you don't have to have the conversation of when are we going to leave california because california is fucked up and i just got a notification today that there could be a new law that passes that they're going to regulate how much you pay for electricity on how much money you make per year what and they're kicking the balls yeah yeah so if I'm making some big bucks at the shop or even at home, they're going to jack up my electricity. I want to pay fucking three grand a month at the shop for electricity. Yeah. Holy fucking moly. Oh, they're thinking about even raising it up even more. This, this is not a good place to do fucking business. It's not a good place to live, let alone we're all going to have to have electric cars and everything else. It's, it's beautiful weather. Fucked what? up people. If you got a so one one thing we did, you know, because we use a fuckload of electricity because of the foundry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're on like a you know we we're on like a rate where uh, obviously we pay more during peak times like you would do normally in your residential home. Um, so we basically bought these massive generators, and once we start getting to a particular peak, the generators kick in, and mm-hmm. then they take over and. And basically flatten off all those real high, super expensive uh, uh, pay, uh, sorry, uh, pricing structures, and and that's been really beneficial. You know, it's, it was cheaper to run a generator for you know a couple of hours to take off those peaks than it was to just let them come. And you know, even the cost of the generator then really paid for itself within, I guess, a year. You know, and and we're a big a big beast. Um, uh, I, I'm just putting it out there, you know, is that is that something that you would think of, you know, would you consider that? I mean, especially if, like, it, it, you know, if it costs, I don't know, it might cost half half of that to run your, a generator for certain times of the day that, uh, I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just, just well, trying to, yeah, I mean, I see your point, but we're, we're talking about a state that won't even let you have a gas-powered leaf or lawn leaf blowing machine by next oh, year right. or lawnmowers it's just mm. it's so gay. It's all <laughs> gay i gotta go take a leap okay cool thanks tony <laughs> so what is the next step danny what's 2024 holding for you yeah i don't know i like i said like i was saying to tony it's it's just it we we kind of got to a point this year where we're you know we were you know pushing it busting it to get stuff out and we kind of stopped thinking about the future and we didn't quote a whole lot of new work and we were just had our head down. And so we're trying to figure out, you know, what, what do we got to do uh, next year? And it's something we're talking about. We don't, we don't really know. Um, but you know, it's, we got to think about, it. which is, it's, it's the not so fun part of, uh, you know, working with your, with, with your dad. It's, it's not a fun conversation to have, you know, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, just, he's, he's getting older and I'm, ah, the age I'm kind of going to be more responsible for everything. And I like, it's like, I don't, oh, I don't fuck. Really sign up for that. Yeah. <laughs> Responsibility comes at some point, brother. Yeah, it does. And I, I, I don't mind it, but you know, if, if it's all up to me, maybe it's not going to look the way it looks now, that kind of thing. Mm, I see what you're saying. Well, I was just asking about 2024, Tony, you know, what's, 
what's going on and and Danny is scared of commitment and uh, and pressure <laughs> and uh, <laughs> responsibility <Yeah>, <laughs> Wow, Danny, what's going on, buddy? That's one way of phrasing it, I guess. <laughs> Wasn't quite that. And uh, Tony, what's what's your twenty twenty four looking like? What 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 what's in the horizon? Well, I think I need to get rid of some more shit in the shop. It's and one thing that I can't stand is knowing that I have a tool that I used a ways back and can't find it. I just fucking pisses me off. And so what I've done is create these secret stashes, trying to do like a memory reflex where when in doubt, I, I kind of feel like Joe Biden trying to find my way off stage. When in <laughs> doubt, just go to this one section because everything you need, you put here. <laughs> when I go there and something's missing, it's frustrating and I don't have time for that. So I need to do a cleanse. I think I'm going to get rid of that old... I've been holding on to it because it's the only green machine that I have left. My old LB15 with IGF, even though it was stupid at the time, I put a new $7,000 fucking monitor and control in that. It's worth more than the whole fucking machine is, but just because I still wanted to have IGF. And uh, I think I'm get rid of that. And uh, I just, I got to get rid of a lot of shit. It's just <laughs> so much shit. Every time I turn around, what the fuck? You know, and it's really weird because it's coming from me as a machinist and holding on to things that probably could come in useful at one time. And then when I talk to my auto body guy right across the driveway, he's, oh my God, he's got containers of shit, old Model A parts and this, that. And he said, well, you know, I'm probably going to be able to use this one day. He's got an old fucking Willie's Jeep that he used to drive. And he's got an old 70 Cuda over there. That, And these are all projects that he wants to get to besides all the other people's stuff that he's working on. And he and I are a lot alike in many ways, but it's unfortunate we don't really ever get to the stuff you know, that we want to do. And uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, I was telling Katie last weekend, we decided not to, you know, we're not going to buy each other any Christmas presents or anything like that. It's We'll buy stuff together when we need it. But I, I went in on, and and had some, she had mentioned to me a few weeks ago, she saw something on Instagram, somebody had some maple candlesticks. And so I had some leftover maple in there from a woodworking guy I used to make parts for years ago. And so I went in there on a Saturday on my own and went on the old LeBlanc manual lathe and busted out some, you know, pretty generic candlesticks, but there's some stuff that she wanted. And it was actually pretty relaxing to go in there and not worry about anything else or even look at anything else other than just go in there and, you know, crank some handles and make a few holes and sand it and secretly put it in a fucking little burlap bag and toss it into the christmas tree <laughs> and she was in there vacuuming before people came over i guess she's like, Clouser, what the fuck is this <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah no she was pretty stuck to open that up to see it was exactly and she she just saw she sent me a picture off instagram can you make this i go yeah i can fucking make anything you got any dimensions no here's a picture and all I had was some lady's hands holding two candlesticks. One was Whoa. this tall, one was that tall. <laughs> all right, we got this. <laughs> I tell you what, though, man, they came out pretty fucking close. So anyway, you know, there's say, a lot of different, so, different sizes of diameter candlesticks, too. I just, well, I that's just, what that I say. But it all depends. <laughs> it all depends on the size of the hand holding the candlestick. True. <laughs> Luckily, it was a woman hand. <laughs> There was a lot of variables there, Joe Jody. I tell you what. I <laughs> could have gone horribly, horribly wrong, Tony. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, so anyway, I, I, what am I doing this this coming up year? I'm, you know, I'm just gonna try and streamline. I think I say that every year, but I'm really gonna try and streamline. And uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything ridiculous like I'm looking for new help or I'm gonna install robots or anything. I I want to simplify my life <laughs> and make uh, going to work. I'm gonna try to make going to work happy again versus more of a go in and get it done kind of deal because yeah. that was enlightening to go in there and and do something and see some results you know i hate you know i'm okay at troubleshooting but it sucks it really does especially when things are running right and one of my guys brings me this part and it's like fucking 40 thou too short and it's brass i'm like, how many of these we got i don't know five well i'm glad you stopped it let's take a look and see oh well you know the rough turn got pretty fucking dull but everything should cut in brass and we're hauling ass too. We're like like four thousand RPM at fifteen. Just go, chips are flying. Like the, you know, the insert didn't fail, and it's not chipped, but it's just worn out. And so it's as the dollar it gets, it's starting to slide the fucking brass back into the fucking collet. It's coming out short. And so I took it out, and I can't see anymore anyway. So I took it out and go to the scope. I go, man, the entire length of the CNMG is just fucking. It's, you know, just honed down, not sharp. I'm putting a new corner in. We're back on track. But once you do that and you get that machine going, then you go over here and you load a new bar and you've been running these parts. Now all of a sudden the chips coming around are all fucking crazy. It's like, why can't things just run fucking smooth <laughs> all the time? It's just not going to happen. No way, no how. No, for as long as I've ever done this, nothing ever does. As much as you try. You know what? Yeah, I'll tell you what. My fucking bugbear this year has been, we moved all these machines, we got the bar feeders in, and I, I, I think I deluded myself that because I could see that everything looked like it was running well, I wasn't being told of problems, that there must then not be a problem. But then when, <laughs> but then when you go down, you know, you basically, uh, I wanted to see a particular product and the fucking bar feeder was stopping like every bar. And I said to the dude, I was like, Man, this is odd. Like, how long has this been happening? He goes, oh, like forever. I went, what do you mean forever? He's like, well, for as long as I've been here, I've had to change this bar every fucking time. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? So I then got like the, my my technical dude over and I said, right, you and I, we're going to, you know, we're going to stand here and we're going to start troubleshooting what the fuck is going on. And it was just... Like the bar feeder wasn't lined properly. There was uh, uh, people keep fucking around with the top cut position, you know. Mm. And if you've been bar mm -hmm. feeding, like you start fucking around with the top cut position, you suddenly got all sorts of problems. You got your remnants are wrong, your parts are like it was just everything was going wrong, you know. But we spent literally like every day I'd go to this machine and make sure one it, all the parameters are set the same as I'd left it. All the bar feed uh, system parameters were as I left it. Top cut was as I left it. And I went, okay. And then you know what? We loaded the bar feeders up and then we just ran with no problems whatsoever. But it takes, why does it take, you know, like you said, like yourself or myself to stand there next to a machine to figure out that there's a fucking problem when it doesn't need to be a problem. Like it's, it's oh man, that stuff pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. It sounds like in your situation where you have so many people and it's just like this guy was like, well, this happens every time. 
it's not probably not supposed to, but let's just be smart, fix it, get on with it and not have to bother anybody else. But you should think on the other hand, he should be able to say, Hey, maybe we, maybe we can look into finding out why this happened yes. so we don't fix it. Yeah. That's, 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 that's what I would have been. I mean, I, my first go-to would be like, let's fix it, get them around and make parts. But then that's like, Hey, come over here and watch this because it's, we're almost at the end of the bar. It's going to fuck up. You got any ideas? I mean, yeah. that's what I would do. Yeah. Well, we, we sort of went also, you know, I kept the remnants and we put the remnant back in and then pretend like it was doing a bar change. And I used to put the remnant yeah. back into the jar and go, okay, well, where, whereabouts is all this going wrong? And, and what I realized is like, when you, when you're looking after this, this plant that's running 24 seven, most people are doing things for the right reasons. So don't like, I'm not, I'm not moaning that the guy's hiding anything. It was just, oh man, I've got a job to do. I want to make sure that, you know, I can keep the machine going and going. And you go, yes, but what I, I don't want the people to focus on getting the machine going. I want them to focus on the parts coming out the end and make sure that they are good to make, you know what I mean? Like focus on the mm -hmm. quality, not the just getting, just getting shit out. And that comes back to, I think like what you're saying with the hard edge thing where some mm -hmm. people go, oh, I just want to make sure I've made a hundred widgets this, you know, this past two hours or whatever. And actually what you really want is, oh shit, I've got a problem. I'm better to tell somebody because then we can fix it. Because if I don't know that there's a problem, I can't fix it. I agree. So what I thought I might do now is I might try and start this this Instagram live thing on the machinist therapy hotline. Sure. I'll see Question. if, I'll see what comes up. I might, I'll, I might take these out and can you still hear me? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So and I can hear um, you in the headphones too. You, I'm getting yeah, no, 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 no. I just wondered if it was like echoing through, like when you talk, it would go into my mic or not. I'm not sure. Okay. So, uh, right. So I'm just logging into the Instagram thing, uh, the Machinist Therapy Hotline, and it's going to be uh, podcast live. Uh, ask us. Oh, I put anus. Uh, ask us. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you can see that. Righto. Um, so it's probably not going to do anything for a while, but we'll we'll wait until I see some people pop up, right. and and then we'll see. What I happens. don't know if uh, have you been watching Jody? I mean, I'm sure pretty sure Danny's probably aware. Or it's kind of curious on what your guys' thoughts are on the border in the U.S. and the twelve to fifteen thousand people that are walking across every day. What do you think, Danny? Oh, I I don't. I mean, you're you're closer to that than I am. I I don't know. Oh, you don't? They're shipping them to New York. They're shipping them everywhere. They come across. They get a fucking gift card for five grand, a backpack, a phone, and a plane ticket to anywhere you want to go. No questions asked. <laughs> yeah, I like I. You know, it's insane. I don't know. Well, I don't what do know. You think? You think it's well, on purpose? No, it, clear. I mean, clearly it is. Why? Why did? Why have we just started doing that in the last? Mm. You know, like I don't know. I've. You know, it, it, it's emblematic of of the solution to everything. Where it's you know, we don't want to have talk the hard conversation. <laughs> well, no, it's it's we don't want to have the hard, hard conversation of like putting our foot down to to fix it. It's it's just you know put a put a bandaid on it and keep things moving. And, yeah, uh, you know that's the way everything's treated, and it's not going to end well. So you know, what's the difference? No, it's not. I, I, I kind of understand or wouldn't be uneasy about it if it was like, you know, a thousand here, a thousand there, but the numbers are massive and the people that are coming over are, you know, you know, 18 to 25 year old men 
where's all the women and children, you know, coming here? I mean, it used to be you have to you used to worry about Mexicans coming across to just trying to find a better life. But these people are from China. They're from freaking all over. And I'm, you know, I just think that there's a bigger plan in play. I don't know what it is, but they say if you ask them, they interviewing them at the border all the time. Why are you coming here for free shit? And the fact that they're taking free shit away from people that are here that deserve free shit, the old vets and everybody else, it's what up, everybody. So uh, we're just we're just talking about people crossing the border and some other stuff that's happening in the states. But this is Machine Therapy Hotline. I can see lots of people starting to join in. We want you guys to ask us some questions. I'll spin you back around on the computer so you can sort of see what's happening. And let's just sort of go from there. We, we're going to try and answer some questions. We've just been basically just shooting the shit for about uh, almost two hours now, to be fair. So um, that's why I'm looking a bit sunburnt. <laughs> right, I'll spin you around and I'll see what comes up. Here we go. Oh, there's Danny. Wave, Danny. There he is. There's TC. What up, TC? There's me. Oh, fuck yeah. So if you've got any questions, uh, yeah give us give us give us your questions and we'll we'll try and um we'll try and answer them as we go so anyway carry on so thousands of people crossing the border go tony they're getting free free shit free shit it's not really free we paid uh, for that oh here we go we've got a very good question here from pattern 86 says how often do you reach out to your builders ae for support uh builder what's a builder what's like a builder, builder? Somebody that makes houses, I think. <laughs> what country is that from? That question. Oh, I don't know. Um, let's have a look. Uh, sorry, man, you're going to have to elaborate more than that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't I have know. any builders, to be honest. With you. I, I don't. I don't think I've got any builders doing after. I, I don't know, is AE after hours, after after extra bottoms? Yeah. What is it? I don't know. Um, that's, the, that's the only question we got? Well, at the moment, hold on, look. Oh, machine builder, <laughs> machine builders. Oh, uh, machine builders. Okay. I reach out to them. Damn. So interestingly, uh, so yeah, pattern 86, we, we have actually just been talking about that on the podcast, just a little bit about support and, and other stuff. So maybe maybe we've sort of answered that without it being answered. Yeah, we reach out when we need to, I guess, especially yeah. when there's problems. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that anybody anybody purchasing any machine, the first thing they should be asking is what support is there for this machine? Because you know, if you buy some fancy ass like Mega Fandango Italian machine that looks like a butt plug. Like and you you don't have support for it, then I think you're going to be in trouble, wouldn't you say? Not if you just use the tip. Oh come on, Tony! Don't be <laughs> like that. <laughs> you don't need support for the tip. Don't be scared. No, you don't need support for that. It's just um, yeah. Uh, what other questions we got? Uh, the Dusan sixty seven hundred looks good. Cough Italian cough. Oops, say no more. Um, what else we got here? CNC Cutting is asking us what machine would look like that? What machine would look like a butt plug? Mm. Ask him for a friend. Mm. I wonder if that friend is Boomer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, what was that? What was that fucking weird red machine that come up? Like, was it last year? There was like this really weird looking like red machine thing. It looked like a uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, not a butt plug, but like a used tampon. It was like. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> no, it was. It was. We were sharing it. There was like this weird, this weird red. No, we weren't sharing it. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It was like a red machine. This red, this weird red machine. Why do you keep waving when you say? No, red? I'm trying to. I'm trying to describe it, but I can't describe it very well. I'm doing it with my hand. It's like a. It was like a. It was like a round machine. It looked. It looked fucking weird. Hmm. Mm, I can't remember anyway. So we've got, uh, oh, Kiwi Machinist just joined us as well. And, uh, hey, I've got a question for Machinist Therapy Hotline. Where oh, the fuck actually, is someone, the barbecue vest? You know what? Someone what? literally just, someone just asked that. Is the, I just typed it in. Floating about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know People where it suck. is. I thought that it, the last, in actual fact, I'm pretty sure that the last place it went to was in Germany. So I think it's oh. in Germany. So, which is kind of a bit stupid because I was in Germany in September. Mm. So, I yeah, went I to, so that's, you know, so that was one thing that I did do. We went to, uh, went to Emo and mm, yes. that was massive, like fucking massive. Well, I thought, uh, I, you know, IMTS is big, but this yeah. is like, they've got buses, like busing, like traveling, like taking people around. It, it was, it was next level. And, and that fucking DMG stand that, that was there, they called it DMG city. Honestly, it was, I mean, of course, because it, it was in Germany, I'm sure they, they, they have to have a flagship, right? But that, that was, I, I don't know how much that would have cost them, but it would have cost a fuck. Load so how many, what, what year do they do this? Is it every other or? Yeah. That so it's, it's every, every two years. So it's, it's like an alt. It used to always be like the alternate year to IMTS. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so with this year, so IMTS will be this coming year, 2024. Yeah. 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 Got so, any plans to go to that one? Maybe. Yep. Yeah. I'd like to. We're talking about it. Last the, in 2022 was the first year I haven't been since 06. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last time I went was 2016. Yeah. So that's a long time ago. Well, are you Danny? Have you been Danny? No, I've never been there. We've asked mm. this, eh? Yeah. I think we should. We should. Um, why don't we try and aim for that this year? Okay. That that's. I mean, I think it'd be a good year to do it. You what? I think it would be a good year to do it. I would like to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I I'd like to go as well. I um, I don't know, man. After after looking at all the technologies in Germany, like the Europeans do it differently, right? Like like the show is like cause I've been to the I've been to both, so I've seen I've seen what like what IMTS is like. I've seen what you know the emo is like, and it's it's a very different feel. And I, I, I'm trying to I'd like to I'm not really sure how I'm going to explain that any better. Um, uh, what does emo stand for? Uh, when I say when I say emo, I think manufacturing some, something. I just think of some pale white kid in a black T-shirt with his hair down, fucking cutting his wrist. That's what I think of when you say emo. <clears throat> That's not uh, it. I'm sure if we Google it, we'll we'll be, we'll be able to find that out. I I, I can't. It's, okay. You got any new questions on your phone yet? Uh, no, just people waving. <laughs> 
Well, at least they're not flipping you off. <laughs> I just, I just, I'll, I'll wave to everybody. Here you go. There you go. Wave. <laughs> Let's just wave. They to fucking hate us. We can't even get a legitimate question from somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah, no people. People join, but they're not asking questions. So, I mean, I don't know how relevant this is. This is the first time. This is the first time, obviously, that we've done this. So, right. You know, we don't know. We don't really know what we're doing, but that's okay. That's uh, worth- uh, so, question from CNC Cutting Edge. What are your concerns for 2024? Wait, we've had him on the show, right? Yeah. 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 So what are, you, what are your concerns for 2024? That China is going to send off an EMP and we're going to go without electricity for a week and we're all going to kill each other. Whoa. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. Uh, Danny, got anything more um, positive? <laughs> oh, no. We did yeah, say I, I, I think just you know, trying, to, trying to get new... Some new leads in and and keep growing the business a little bit, but you know f- more more so filling in for stuff that's fading out, that kind of thing. Mm. I uh, my concerns for twenty twenty four would be that uh, it doesn't rain for a year. <laughs> I'm supposed to be frozen. <laughs> That'll be a problem. Hey, you know what? Tony, you, you already said you've got a concern with California charging your electricity, like for how much you earn. I mean, I've, I, I, I don't even, I can't even comprehend that. No, it's not a state to, California is a beautiful place. Other than that, there's so many people here with freaking warped minds, you know, leaders, you have to be super wealthy to, to live here. It's, it is what it is. I mean, well, everybody says one. If you live here, you're wacky. You go back to the Midwest. You're, oh, you're from California. Like, well, I'm originally. I was born in Indiana. Oh, okay, you get a free pass. But they all know people out here are fucked up. But the thing is, um, owning a home out here is tough to be able to afford it. But then to try to own a business out here and do all that. I mean, I was talking to people just the other day, and I said, "Do you know how much I pay on property tax?" For each one of these machine tools, it's like paying for a home. Each one of my machines has property tax on it every single year. You could depreciate it. But I mean, it's like paying for like 10 fucking houses inside my shop. And I was talking to a buddy if I can, you know, Idaho. He's all, we don't have that here. Yeah, we don't have that here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking thousands of dollars a year. Yeah. Especially on a new machine. And they'll come through and they evaluate them. But don't isn't like isn't Idaho famous for potatoes? It is. So I mean, slightly different, isn't it? <laughs> well, we're famous for avocados. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if he's making potatoes and you're making like parts for you know Parker, this is a little bit different. No, I it's that's not the set of glasses that you're looking at it through. You want to be somewhere. I mean, it's it's beautiful back there. It's um the rules out here are stupid, and that's because there's stupid people running. This this state. so Weldon Weldon fifty ten says set yourself up as a religion Tony tax free could we could we get, like am I going to be set, a preacher if you, set, if you set yourself up as a, a a religion and then we start following you so you become our preacher then you everything <laughs> you do is tax free <laughs> we could be the we could be this could be the the the, the new uprising TC uh. uprising. And and the the main pastor is Hillbilly Hank. I just watched the fucking Netflix documentary called The Keepers about Catholic schoolgirls and the priest. Oh god, there's whacked out shit that went down for years, and 
did you just mentioning that just gave me cringes it's i can't believe some of that shit went on well just to just to be clear i don't want you to do anything with like children it was just that we would you would start a religion we would start a religion and you would be you would be like the you could be like the head honcho of the the machine world and we we call you tony Klauser, the cnc machine uh oh, nobody uh, would ever listen to me jody they listen well, they to do you. people listen to you now there's literally mm. people here these guys in here they 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 love you i can see it oh yeah <laughs> you can see it it says so cw double says the church of hank hail hank I mean, oh man, my god this is taking this? a turn <laughs> you got it already people in there chanting for hank we're in trouble <laughs> uh yeah there's pl plenty of people saying tony saint hank saint hank oh my god you we've started something maybe this is this is what 2024 is going to bring tony prosperity from above <laughs> maybe maybe that's why my shop was saved from that fire from hell i don't know yeah well you know what you know what maybe maybe that is exactly right so for any of you just joined we this podcast will come out later on and we've talked about lots of other shit you know about the fires and some other stuff so we don't wanna, we don't want to re regroup onto that but uh someone else says so gregory j12 says cad cam baby maybe that's maybe that's the god the cad cam baby god <laughs> Oh, here we go. Uh, someone says the Amish get a lot of exemptions too. <laughs> we've, we've opened. The, we've opened I used to go to school. Can of worms. This is going. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of Amish back in Indiana. <laughs> oh, true. You see. Uh, well, there you go, Tony. We're just we're just sending you back. We're, we're bringing the Amish out in you. <laughs> <laughs> Tax-free Tony and his and his and his in his religion haven. Oh my God! TFT. That's a new hashtag, right? TFT. Uh, wow. Oh, Central Machine says Danny could lead the Amish. Uh, I'm guessing that's because of your your look. Pennsylvania. Well, we oh, have a lot he, of yeah, if you put a little Amish. fucking hat on him, he could look just like an Amish guy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think we got a store a store that sells those hats down the road. <laughs> is, so is Pennsylvania famous for Amish people? Yeah, especially our area, Lancaster. Yep. So, like, so most of the people run like things from like steam engines and horses. Does that help? Well, it varies. Like the the farm behind our house here is is yeah, like horse horse plows and everything. Um, but then it goes all the way up to uh you know mennonite amish that have cars and cell phones and stuff like that but it you know it it's the whole scale so mm. uh could you imagine a couple of horses pulling that little fucking white rig of yours that'd be badass <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool or maybe you could have like like a couple of horses and have like a forklift scenario on the back and then you could just chuck machines off the back of that it'd be perfect yeah that would work just cruising around with your horse horse <laughs> forklift so let's have a look. We've got any more questions for you guys? Uh, some oh, we're still on the church. Someone says the Kardashians have got a church. Oh, I don't know if they do. Um, uh, cheers from Costa Rica. Hey, Pura Vita, Pura Vita. Oh, I don't know if that means anything. It just sounded cool. <laughs> and um, so some of you might have noticed Boomer isn't here either. We we. we he didn't he didn't show up today he's i think he's got a few things happening right have you spoken to boomer recently tony no i have not 
man. Last time I went to Reno and came back, I sent him a message and said, hey, I was going to stop by and see you. He's all, don't stop by. I'm all, fuck you. I didn't want to stop by and see you anyway. <laughs> Remember that? And then he wrote back. He's all, I hired a new guy and now he's my boss and he's a super dick. I'm like, oh, oh okay, I get it. So I don't know. So I haven't seen him. It's been a while since I've seen him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, looks like most of these guys are not giving us any questions, which is a bit disappointing. You can have a look at the view out of my window. There it is. Just in case, in case you're looking at anything else. That's what I see when I wake up. Oh, and I see that in the mirror. Perfect. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to say goodbye on the Insta Live. Just thought we'd test it out this time. Maybe we'll start from the beginning next time. We'll, yeah, we'll see and we'll idea. give everyone a bit of notice. Instead of just, maybe we would have started our own church by then. I don't really know. But hey, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll soon see. Okay, righto. Thanks, guys. See you later. Cool. Oh, well, that was interesting for nothing other than the gimmick of doing it, I guess. Yeah, no, I agree. But I mean, if it, the more notice, maybe somebody would have some questions, I guess. Yeah, well, there's more people joining then. But I mean, shit, there's only so much I can hold my phone up. It's yeah. Like very, I've got very weak fingers at the moment. <laughs> Hey, what's the time there, Danny? It must be late as fuck. Yeah, it's midnight. Oh, man, oh, man. Sorry. I, I just, I'm trying to, honestly, I would still like to do the podcast and I've just got to, like the timing wise, you know, I also would like to sort of do things at weekends and stuff as well. So I'm trying to make it that maybe it can work for all of us where it's not like Danny sitting here at midnight and me doing it on a Friday afternoon or whatever it is. We'll try and... Let's try and work together so that we can make it, you know, a bit more of a regular thing, eh? Sure. Well, what about an AM schedule? Well, we, what would that work for you on that, Jody? What's that, sorry? An, an AM schedule, like on a Saturday. <sighs> well, whatever it is now, so it's 6 p.m. now, so and it must be 9 p.m. where you are, Tony. Uh, it's 9 o'clock here, yeah. Yeah, so whatever AM, you've got a minus three hours. So if you wanted to do it at... 10 o'clock in the morning, it'll be 7 o'clock in the morning for me. But that's doable, right? Yeah. For you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now yeah. you put Danny in. And then that would be... 1? Yeah, well, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. which might not work on a... Oh, but that'll be... Oh, yeah, that'll be a Sunday for me, Saturday for you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's fine. Yeah, we can make that work. I think we if, if we do it more often, we probably wouldn't go as long and it would probably yeah. be a little easier then. Yeah, that's true. Okay, jump that's true. Sorry for everyone that we've bored so far for the last two hours, but hey, whatever. It's been a year. Suck it up. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised at that post that Hank put up on the page. Fucking a lot of people were intrigued, I think. It's like that it was still alive. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and I think, you know, like we said before, we want to just keep it free flowing. Like, like if you if people do have like legitimate, like real good grunty questions and we can talk about it, that's cool. Like I, I, I'm, and I'm all for that. You know, it might be a little bit more prep work, but it's worth worth doing. Because um, the one thing that I've really noticed over Instagram is that there's just, and I, like myself included, just taking photos of something just to take a photo, like as opposed to going, you know what, I want to show you this really cool thing that we're doing, and and I want to show you how it works. I think there's less of that on online now. Yeah. You know, somebody did send me a message and asked me if I would ever consider doing a video shop tour. 
And I'm like, hey, that's a good idea. I've never done that. I have to clean it first, but that would be cool just to walk from in the door over yep. by the saw, all the machines outside, then into the CNC room and, and inspection. I mean, that might be something that they could kind of feel like, you know, you kind of been inside the shop. I mean, all three of us could, could do that. Yeah. Well, I did. I did do one before we moved into the the new building, like a few right. back, and for for our um, for our sort of company one, because I sort of because someone had hit me up as well and said, "Hey, you want to do a shop tour?" And I was like, "Oh, that would be really cool." But I sort of wanted it to be like relatively good as well, you know, like a bit cheesy, a bit more me, like just something that's fun, like not just a oh, this is whatever it is, um, but like a, a maybe a live tour would be cool. Maybe that you should do that. That's true. That yeah. would be cool. And Danny, yours wouldn't take too long, would it? You could sort of walk around yeah. a little bit. And I think it'd be worth it. It'd be so cool. Yeah, there you go. That's what we're going to do. And that and everybody seemed to get into the fucking stupid uh, picture of the days. We haven't done it. Yeah, in let's kick that shit off again. Yeah, I'm, I'm reinvigorated, actually. So, again, thanks to everybody that's emailed us and, and or messaged us or whatever. Just said, you know, keep going. It's worth doing because, you know... And again, all, all respect to all the other guys that are doing machinist-based podcasts out there. Like We've all got our little niche for everything. You know, I think ours is maybe more social-orientated than some of the others. But I think, yeah. you know, and I like that. To me, it's about shop talk. Um, sometimes it's technical. Sometimes it's not. It's a little bit of, little bit of everything. So, yeah, well, we're going to keep going. I think we're going to do this. Sounds good. Cool. Okay. Bye-bye, everybody. Super- it's super easy to get together and bullshit, that's for sure. Yeah, I know. And you know what? I, I realized actually uh, probably oh, a few months back, because I think you and I spoke a little bit outside of the machine shop, um, uh, MTH chat, Tony, you know, that I actually need it as well. Like, I miss it. Yeah. You know, even if it's just to talk about stuff that we already know that we've sort of done, like, it's good because it goes on to different channels of conversation. And, and that's good for me. I, I, I think it's a good way to sometimes just get a few things off your chest or, or listen oh. to a friend that's going through the same stuff. Yeah. It's good for everybody. I can't believe it. Like Danny just pointed out, it's been a year since we did it last. And it's like, wow. I mean, we haven't all talked to each other physically mm-hmm. in a year. That's a long time. It is a fucking long time. A very yeah. long time. Okay. Uh, right. I'm going to, it's new year's Eve. I'm just about to go. That's and get right. You're ahead of us. Are you going to stop the podcast? We're going to, we are going to, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> No, no, we're no, not going to stop the podcast. No, no, no. We're not <laughs> doing that. We're just we, we, we'll do that next year. We'll get back oh, into it. Okay. We're going to just we're going to say thank you everybody for like the the support that you've shown us over the year. Even though we've done no podcast whatsoever, uh, we will absolutely try and locate the barbecue vest wherever yes. the fuck it is in the world. I will personally pay for to get it back either to me or to Danny or to Tony or to Boomer and we'll start it again and we'll and see how yep. far the problem I think the problem is it weighs a lot how fucking heavy it is <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem it it's gonna have to go UPS freight <laughs> damn maybe uh, maybe we need to uh, remove some butt lugs yeah we might have to remove some things from it and keep them like well, the problem is that's what made it. People I know. Little bits to I put know. on it, you know? Well, here's I don't what know. we do. Hey, put it this way. If somebody's got a smart suggestion on how we could do a barbecue vest tour that it could go around and you know 
like a, a dispatch company that owes you a favor or, or something. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to be able to make it that it says, righto, we're going we're gonna to pick the next 10 people that it's got to go to and it's just going to be on like some delivery schedule. Like, I mean, I, I maybe, maybe there's some way we can do that. There might be, but we need to focus on that. We need to get it back and then we need to generate the energy to focus to say, we need to all get to IMTS and we need to take the vest with yeah. us. Let's get a group. Let's make it a fucking big year at IMTS. Okay. I yeah. like your and we got to get Alfred on board and we'll get him fired up and we'll get, you know, we'll take over his booth again and then we'll stage some dinner somewhere and, and uh, yeah, we'll get the MMM boys behind us and get them fired up again. And, and you know, let's, let's, let's make it a good IMTS year. Okay. Chicago, sounds like, man. Sounds like a plan, man. Yeah. Well, wait. Well, okay. Right. Let's, let's hope. Let's hope. To... Let's hope we can because that's where they're shipping. Also, a lot of immigrants in Chicago. But whatever. Okay. <laughs> we'll get some that's money. another story. Don't get oh me started. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I've been Jody Tuckwell. This has been Tony Klauser, and this has been Danny Rudolph. And yeah. this has been Shane Paul. Okay, then. I'll see you later. Okay, <laughs> it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from you. <laughs> oh, that was...